you so much pastor for that um, for that warm welcome that inspir inspiring welcome there so now to live up to that hallelujah stomp, <laughs> stomp that devil right on out but lord as always okay amen can you hear me now all righty amen amen thank you thank you pastor for that welcome and as our guest says today, I think she's transitioned to being on the road now because I think I saw the car in her background. But she says, thank you to God be the glory. Oh, thank you. And she's, I invited her. So I'm so glad to see that she did join us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as always to Mama CJ. And um, um, we're going to ask if... Um, if, if Sister Kay has anything to say, because I see she is on Zoom with us today totally. But um, so if she wants to chime in at any time that she's able to unmute herself, she's welcome to do so as well. It's always so glad to see her in the place and see her in the space um, and hear her voice, to hear her voice, yes, with all the blessings that she bestows upon us each and every time that she speaks with us. What a wonderful praise and worship this morning. You said that's your show for, but I'm so glad that it's getting a workout. So Lady Dobby, keep it up. <laughs> yes, keep it up. I'm so glad to hear it. It just inspires me so much. And it just, oh, all of our praise and worship always sets the tone. So uh, before, I'm not going to be long before you. And let me just as I always do, most gracious and heavenly Father, as I come before you, before this space, you know, that you provided for us, Father, I just always ask that you decrease, that you decrease self, 
and increase Holy Spirit. I know I have a lesson laid out, but Father, each and every time you guide me as I write this lesson, but when it's time to deliver it, you know what needs to be delivered because you know with each heart here uh, and over the airways of uh, Zoom, Facebook, YouTube, even on the podcast, Father, you know what they need. So Father, I just ask that you lead me and guide me and not allow me to keep trying to push through to stay with what's written and to stay within the order that it is written. I just ask Holy Spirit, make your acquaintance. Make your acquaintance. May you operate and administer this word. In Jesus' name, I pray and I thank you. Yes, hallelujah. So, my message today was inspired by a conversation that our visitor today that we had. Oh, wow. You know, and Sister Christine, because as we all know, we've been studying in Bible study with the um, the spiritual gifts, right? And, and and it is so it has been so profound for us to go back over because most of us have titles, so most of us have been through some type of training already, you know, uh, deep dive training. But it's always good to go back, just like it's always good to go back and read the Bible, right? You can read the Bible over and over and over again, but every time you read it something new comes out. So as we uh, embark upon Palm Sunday, I want to share, I'm going to uh, attempt to share my screen just to um, share something for that that's uh, precedent for this day, uh, Palm Sunday, as we embark upon whew, Holy Week, right? Holy Week. So let's see if I can share if everything is going to work all right here for me. Look, we have, I got so many open, open uh, screens here, so let's see if I can get to the right one. But as I'm speaking, I want to share with you all something from um, Miles Monroe. When purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. And that's to our gifts. When our purpose is not known, it's so so possible that we can or we will abuse our gifts so i just want to make sure that while i am sharing with you all today that we put into proper perspective sharing our gifts can you all see that screen so somebody give me a thumbs yes. up or okay thank you so much yes. all right
Amen. Amen. So I just wanted to share that. Yes. I just wanted to share that to say as we go into the season, this new season, that reminding us Hosanna is the highest praise God has to close out Lent. So as we're closing out Lent and stepping into the Holy Week, beginning with today as Palm Sunday. And I know we're so used to being in the building where we bring in all the palms and everybody leaves out with the palms and you know the children make decorative things with them. But do we really know what the palm represents? Do we really know what the palm is for? You know, as as they were preparing for their great king, this this they wanted a warrior to come in. Little were they expecting him to ride in on a donkey. Right. And then as he rode in on that donkey, they started putting their coats down and the palms down, just just making a way, you know, like the red carpet. They were rolling out the red carpet for him. Right. But but then as he, they were coming in and they were rejoicing greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, the king. This is from Zechariah. Right. Zechariah nine and nine says, behold, the king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding in on a. For other words, the Bible says one thing, and I guess it's okay to say it, but I'll feel more comfortable with saying donkey, right? Because I don't want nobody to close us down, you know, saying I'm using inappropriate language today or anything. But upon the cult and the fold, the baby of that cult, that donkey, and it is written, it is written, and it was prophesied from Zechariah in the King James Version that he would come and he would arrive in a, in a meek humble way but yet they still wanted this great warriors to appear before them right they, they still wanted him to arrive and do so much now on that day he did show a little bit of his temper because he did go into the temple and wreck some havoc right but he still had to remain humble so if those of you that do have your bibles would you please turn with me to romans 11 33 and that's from the King James Version also and it said when God created all things he said it was good but even good things can be misused and misunderstood as we move into like I said earlier our Bible study this week we started talking about spiritual gifts to and to then we moved on to the gifts of the spirit and Pastor Jackson shared gifts that will set the stage for today's message, okay? One was the gift of wisdom, okay? And with the gift of wisdom helps to see the world from God's eyes, not our eyes, God's eyes. And when you look through the lenses of God, all our discrepancies are washed away, right? So because he knows the power that is within us, little do we know sometimes, and he also knows the purpose to which he gives us that power. So as Miles Monroe said, the purpose is not known. When the purpose is not known, it is inevitable that it can be abused. So what I'm going to share with you today is I want you to make sure that you walk away with knowing the power in which you bestow. Not taking away anything from Palm Sunday today because that was the purpose for him coming is to make sure we knew the purpose. 
Okay, so the gift of wisdom helps to see the word from God's eyes. And Romans 11.33 reads, Oh, the depth of the riches, both the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. All right. So he can search high and he can search low, right? But his judgments and his ways past finding out. All right. And the gift of, the second one was the gift of understanding, right? Which enables us to know the mysteries of our faith. So I want you now to turn with me to Jeremiah 24 and 7. And I will give them an heart to know me that I am the Lord and they shall be my people and I will be their God and they shall return unto me with their whole heart. Right? Not just a half of it, not just a piece of it, but their whole heart, right? So, but when these gifts are misused or mishandled, we tend to do the following. Now, stay with me for a moment. Compete. 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 Strive to gain or win something by defeating or establishing superiority over others who are trying to do the same. same competition can help bring out our hidden potential but left unchecked or even mixed with comparison it mis misuse becomes very likely competition each one of us has a competitive spirit right but when we're flowing in those gifts and then we start to allow it to be competitive because, oh, wow, she's flowing in that gift and he's flowing in that gift. Why can't I? Oh, I want that gift too, Lord. Oh, I want that one. I, I want to do a little bit of that and a little bit of that. And you all over the place, right? And then you start competing and misusing your gift because then your mind and your heart starts turning away from the purpose that God gave you the gift that he gave you because you're all into somebody else's gift. The next one is compare. Estimate, measure, or note the similarities or dissimilarities between it is best used for self-examination. The danger of comparison is when we compare ourselves to anything other than what God wants to highlight. We are pulled off course. <laughs> We're pulled off course of where he is trying to take us. Only he knows the desired end for our life. You hear me? Only he knows. So stop comparing because comparison gives us a false sense of being on track relative to somebody else's position. You got that? So competing and comparing. When we think, when we think of, of ourselves in a higher regard to where God wants us to be, 
with our gift. We will find ourselves falling into compete plus compare equals pride. All right. So when you think of yourself in lower regard than God wants you to be, then you can find yourself in compete and compare equaling self-defeat. Because you will beat your own self up when you're in a lower regard, but then you'll be too prideful for God to use you when you're in a higher regard. Because we know that God dislikes, I was going to use another word, right? But he dislikes the pride, the pride, the word pride. He dislikes the prideful person. These are what we would call an abuse of the gifts of the spirits God created for us. So be mindful. You can get an abusive situation of misusing your gifts. So I love the term and I will use it in this message. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> All right. So at times there's so much turmoil in our lives that we feel we're being buried in our mess. Our mess that we created, right? Because we're trying to use the gifts and then we're getting envious of somebody else's gifts or we're trying to use our gifts in a way to which he did not set for us to use them because we don't know our purpose. So then we get buried in our mess. Stop. Look around. Start clearing out. I'll repeat that. Start clearing out the unnecessary weight. And I don't mean the weight on the scale, okay? I mean the weight. All right? Start clearing out that clutter and the unnecessary weight. And then once, <laughs> then once it's cleared, you just may realize that you're being planted. Remember I used that last week. That you're being planted to grow roots, to deal with an upcoming situation so that your roots, roots will grow deep and they will grow far so that when that situation starts to appear or to arise, you won't be swayed. You won't be tempted. You won't be pushed. And you won't be caught off balance. Remember the roots, our foundation, going deep and spread out so we may not be easily uprooted. All right. So through our confessions of our own free will, which he so graciously gives us, right, that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, but it's up to us to choose to make him our Lord and Savior. Not our gift, not ourself, not the one that we're envious of, but Jesus, to make him our Lord and Savior. Once you make that decision, you are saved. And I have to give that to another pastor who put it down so well this past week, uh, Pastor Jones. You know, he said, once you make that confession, 
Regardless of how much you swayed left and right, back and forward, that is your root. That starts that like a, a, an oil drill. That starts that drill plowing down to dig deeper, to give you that firm foundation. Because now whatever comes to you, remember you made that confession out of your lips from your heart. And so you are saved. Amen. This is what separates us from the good doers, right? Because there's so many that said, but I did this, or I do that, or I sow a seed, or I go here and I go there. But those good doers or competitors that we need not even compare ourselves to and puts us behind the Christ shield. Because see, as long as they are competitors or they're the good doers, but they have not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, then they are not on our playing field. Remember that. They cannot compare because we have Christ Jesus as our shield, as our Lord and Savior. The one that every time something comes our way and we start beating ourselves up, he will step in the way. Every time a theory dart starts coming our way, he will step in the way because he is our shield and our buckler, right? And he will fight our battles because now we've chosen life over death without the high regard that equals pride keep pride out of it or the low regard equivalent to self-defeat keep that self-destruction out of it he will save us every time i'm going to go now to romans 10 and 9 in king james version that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised thee from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And I want to remind you, yes, I'm just going to put a pin right there, Pastor, just to say, as we go into this holy week, remember the purpose it's not so much about the palms that they lay down. So we have no palms because we're virtual, right? You know, and we're not giving them out at the door today. It's not so much about the palms. It's so much about he came. And remembering the purpose that he came. And then as we go into Holy Week, all the different things that took place just for him to fulfill the purpose of his arrival. It had to be done. And that's what we want to remember. And we want to remember that once we confess that he is our Lord and Savior, that we have his shield because he stands in the gap for us. He stands before us every time we mess up. It's like me saying, Father, please forgive me. He says, Father, please forgive them. So you my brothers and my sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. All right? Rather serve one another humbly and in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. 
love your neighbors as yourself if you let me let me put a pin right there too if we're loving our neighbors as we love ourselves, and we're flowing the way that we should be flowing in Christian love as a Christ follower as Christ came to show us that the Father loves us regardless and he is our brother interceding for us then if I were to love my neighbor who is basically a stranger to me but if I were able to love him as I love myself then where would this world be you know because today we have all of this chaos going on in the world but if this world could conform itself to that one command. We have 10 commandments, yes, but if we could put that one at the top in our lives, in our hearts, and in our actions, then all the other commandments would just simply fall into place. That means I could graciously go out and give my neighbor anything they need without having to worry about but it was my last or I can't afford to give to them because if I give to them what will I have or if I give to them you know but yet they don't even speak to me come on why should I give to them and they don't even say hello to me in the mornings why should I give to them because tomorrow I know they're going to be talking about me why should I give to them because they have cursed me at times why should I give to them well they've even told me that they wish I'd roll over and die but yet if we adhere ourselves to that one command regardless of what comes back in the flesh in return if we adhere to that one command, yes. then if you bite and devour each day, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So if we don't operate in love and we keep bickering and backbiting, Bless. that's where our world is going now. It's destroying itself from the inside out. Because we are too busy destroying one another. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Put the Spirit first. Put that commandment first. Remember, you chose by your own free will to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, remember? So they're already, you know, back to back against each other because it's contrite to the spirit. And the spirit, what is, con is, con what is contrary to the flesh. So how can the two operate if our flesh is, yes, here, yes, our flesh, but yet the Holy Spirit dwells within us. But yet we know that when you put the flesh and the spirit together they're like the two sides of the the not the opposite magnets but the same polar of the magnet and they keep doing this bouncing off each other fighting off each other because they can't touch yes. one has to concede which one will it be oh, come on with it. so when we have the flesh concede then the two can come together, come together. and the two can work together and the two can dwell within they are in conflict with each other 
so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Is when you're led by the Spirit, and I repeat, under the law, when you're led by the Spirit, then Christ steps in for you. You no longer need to get the lamb. You no longer need to get that symbolic representation of your forgiveness to be atoned for you. Because Christ, as we go into this holy week, will remind us that he has already done it for us. So, let me move on. So remember, the spirit, not the law. The spirit, not the flesh. Holy Week will remind us of it all. His purpose, and in order to use our gifts, we need to remember our purpose. The acts of the flesh are obvious. All right, and let's, I'm going to ask you to move with me to Galatians 5, verses 13 through 26. All right, and I'm going to be reading from the NIV translation for this one because I felt as though nothing against the King James Version, love it dearly, but I need to break this down into small so small pieces of meat to make sure that we can chew on it and swallow it, all right? So, Galatians 5. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish, ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let me go back. If we put that one commandment first and we allow that commandment to love our neighbor as ourself, then we'll remember when we're doing all of those things that we're treating ourselves the same way. Would we want to defile ourselves in such a manner? I mean, debauchery? Come on now. I don't know if you all know, but debauchery? Uh, that's a, a crude source of sexual misconduct, okay? When you talk about debauchery and orgies and idolatry and witchcraft and, oh my goodness, all those, all those sins that we would be devouring our, devouring our vessels. That then we would defeat ourselves when we try to rise and say, okay, that, that's that pride, that comparison coming in, not with the pride, but the self-defeat. Because the next day, we would try to come back to our right selves and ask for forgiveness, but yet we beat ourselves up on the inside because we defiled our vessels. So now for us to step back into our rightful place, we think 
that it's an act or an action that we have to take. But God has already told us that Jesus came for our atonement. He has come for our forgiveness. He has come to intercede for whatever defile act we may take. He forgives us because he loves us as his self. And he will intercede for us to the Father. So you don't have to do anything. Let me make that clear. You don't have to do anything because you have accepted the Lord as your Lord and Savior. Once you've done that, forget the fight. That's the part that we keep misleading ourselves because we beat ourselves up every time we backslide. Every time we do something that is not of godly character, we beat ourselves up and then we're, oh, I can't go back. Oh, I can't do this. No, he has told us once we accept him as our Lord and Savior, he will do the rest. So stop trying to fight that spiritual fight. You're not created for it. You're not equipped for it. You cannot fight that battle. Put Jesus first and remember, you've accepted him. Let him in. Let him in. And then choose to use the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Why? Because those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And it may be a work in progress, but just keep doing it. Stop trying to fight and stop beating yourself up and just acknowledge it. Let him fight for you. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. All right? So as I prepare to close, let me just remind you of this. By choosing light over dark, Satan now knows that we are stepping out of his snare. We're stepping out of his trap. And he is coming for what he once thought was his. Don't forget it. Because see, as long as you were acting in those acts of the flesh, obvious acts, he had nothing to worry about. Because you weren't no competition. Right? You, you weren't a threat. Because you were living in his den. But the moment you choose to love thy neighbor as thyself and to accept Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior and you speak it into the universe, <gasps> he heard it. He heard it. And now he is turning around. Because just as the good shepherd knows when he loses a sheep, huh, yes. 
Satan heard that confession and he knows when he loses an imp. Okay? So, as long as we're sinning, prideful, self-pity, <laughs> you know, it can be up here or down here, whichever one it is, you know, but it's, it's still not a fruit of God. All right? So, as long as we're sinning and we're fine with it, yes, you are not a threat and he didn't have to worry about you. But now that you have decided to become a Christ follower, oh, now you've become trouble because your eyes are now open. They're not closed shut. You will start to see things in a manner in which you've never seen them before. And you will want to share of course, right? With who? Your family, your friends. Because now that your eyes are open and you're seeing the good fruit and you're knowing that you ain't got to fight this fight anymore and you're knowing that you don't have to do anything but follow Christ. <coughs> Excuse me. And you're knowing that the battle is no longer yours. That you have a protector, a shield, somebody that will fight for you. This is this is bigger than our human big brothers and big sisters, right? <clears throat> because we know Christ is going to fight that battle. But guess what? When your eyes start opening and now you want to share with everybody, your family too is going to look at you in a way. <coughs> Excuse me. I think I need some water on that one, you know. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Because... Your family is going to be the one to say, who are you? They're going to be the one to say, oh, I remember when. They're going to be the ones that's going to try to put you back down in that self-pity party. Right? But you're going to say, no. I know a God. I have a big brother. I have Christ now to fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Yes, I have somebody that will intercede. So even what you say to me can no longer hurt me, but I know my purpose now, and I'm going to do my due, due diligence now. I'm going to share this with you to love thy neighbor as myself because I have to love you. I have chosen to love you. So whatever you say can no longer hurt me. But I'm going to share this message because it's part of my purpose, my God-driven purpose, amen, that I share this with you. And then you want to, once you planted that seed, it's up to them. You plant, somebody else will water, and then it'll grow. So don't keep, don't keep badgering. Don't keep digging. Plant, let somebody else water. And then it will grow. And then beware. Because once you share with your family and friends, you are now corrupting the army of Satan's imps. And he can't have that. So now you know that your eyes are open, but you're also becoming a target. And don't be surprised. Do not fret. If some of those imps are your family members, 
your loved ones. You keep praying for them. You keep riding in on your donkey, right? And you keep going in there wrecking havoc in the temples, wrecking havoc wherever you need to, to change hearts because you are Christ following. Your purpose here is to change hearts, change mindsets, and to save and win souls. Amen. So, by you doing this, you are also a constant reminder that his time is short to reign here over this earth. So if you will follow me to Revelations 20 and 3 from the King James Version. And it reads, And cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him in and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loosened a little season because it is written, right? A little season because it is written. So family, I said I was closing some time ago and like I said, got off script, right? But it is my prayer that my family, whether it be through blood or through Christ, will take heed to this message to include myself, to include myself, right? Lean and learn to be led by the spirit and not the flesh, by Christ's coming and not the law, all right? As we go through this holy week, remember, when he came, he took precedence now over the Old Testament, over the law. All right. Remember, draw closer to Holy Spirit than our ancestors ever had the opportunity to. Because today we are woke. Today a lot of the churches are coming out of religion and coming into truth. And today you have more of an opportunity than you've ever had before to speak truth, to know truth, to form that right relationship with our Lord and Savior. But just be mindful as you draw nearer, then you know his return is also drawing nearer. But take every opportunity that you can to share with those that want to hear. Open your eyes. Take a look at what's happening in our world today. Wake up because he is risen and he will be returning soon. I thank you, my family, for allowing me to share this message with you today. Praise God. Praise God. Pastor, I'll turn it back over to you. Thank you so much. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. 
hearing Tiffany speak, and it was so beautiful. She and I have been um, discussing some current events and some confusion that I was having based on um, Kirk Franklin and the um, situation surrounding him. And um, I stumbled on a pastor, and I sent the word to Tiff, and she stayed up last night, I, I think for two hours, dissecting that with me and, and just sharing how it paralleled what she had been studying. So it was a real blessing mm -hmm. for me today, mm -hmm. Tiff, the way you brought the word, mm -hmm. the way you tied it back together to the foundation that my mom raised me on. And, and you did it without the condemnation. Oh, so that was huge for me. Right. It was really huge. Um, that just to clear it up and let everybody know, there was a uh, a sermon that was put out by um, Pastor Canton Jones, and the mm -hmm. title was "Does God Care If I Smoke Cigarettes or Drink?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, that was the way to put it. She clearly explained what, why. And, and and it is no doubt. So I, I was just very grateful to have her break it down. Thank you so much for allowing me to, to share with you guys this morning what I received from the word. And mm -hmm. I want to go share that word with the people in my circle. That oh, thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Is there any prayer requests? Anyone have any prayer requests? on the line. Amen. Design prayer. Amen. Anyone. Hallelujah. Pastor, if I may ask, after um after that message and as we go through Holy Week, that not only do we all remember and take note, but that we remember um just know and remember to stay woke because uh, so many things are coming at us at one time. Now, this, you know, this day, just for all of us, that we have to stay focused on our Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen, that's the main thing. Amen, keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen, we're so grateful. Uh, Mama CJ. Good morning, praise the Lord. Good morning. Oh, you know what, a privilege, what a privilege it is Amen. for me to be alive, yes. to Hallelujah. see my daughter reach the pinnacles in which God has taken her. Amen. What an honor, what a, what a, what a precious honor. And to Amen. see my, my grandson and his son, my great-grandson, be baptized under this ministry and all the things that you all are doing, India, Bermuda, um, Sierra Leone, Nigeria, um, and I wrote it down last week, the um, latest one, the latest missionary mission. Pardon? Pakistan. Yes, I wrote everything down so that I can remember to pray, amen, for the mission. And I just praise God, and I want to thank you for all your prayers, all your prayers, for all our prayer requests, and for everything that this ministry has.
has put itself to do, how God is blessing, and I truly thank you. Amen. Sister, amen. Sister, Sister King? Angela, did you have anything else? I'm not sure. Was I unmuted? Yeah. <laughs> you, you're unmuted now. Hallelujah. Uh, we're grateful for each and every one of you. And we're going to ask for uh, you to continue to pray. We want God to act. Amen. Not so we can have a multitude of people. Amen. But if each one of us reach one. Amen. We're praying that God will bring laborers, that God will bring workers, that we will go out and reach others and to bring them in. Amen. On next Sunday is Resurrection Sunday, better known as Easter Sunday. Mm -hmm. Amen. And more people go to church on Resurrection Sunday and Easter than any other time in the, in the year. Amen. We ask you to invite others for our service next week on for Resurrection Sunday. Also, this is Holy Week. Amen. Many things are transpiring. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm. We're, uh, I heard this morning, I, I talked with Pakistan this morning. I talked with Kenya this morning. I talked with uh, India this morning, both pastors in India. I talked with Sierra Leone, and uh, God is doing great things. Amen. They have Amen. seven nations that have come up under us. Amen. Amen. Seven. Amen. And uh, we thank God for that, but we need help. Amen. If, if you can sow a seed, if you're looking for a uh, place to worship that's on the move. We, we pray that you will, uh, will send you, amen, to, to be a blessing, amen. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. I'm preaching for Pakistan on the 1st, amen. Also, they also asked me, they're having a movie vigil on uh, 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 candlelight vigil on Resurrection Day. Amen. They have already asked me to take part of that. Amen. So there's a lot of work. Amen. And I'm grateful. Amen. Uh, uh, sometime uh, next month, by the end of next month, uh, God has something else in store. We'll be talking, let you know about it later. Amen. So uh, we are grateful for all of you. Cover yourself accordingly. Invite somebody to our service. Amen. Mm -hmm. if, if people have a church and the church is dying, the doors are open. Amen. We, we, we're here to reach the lost. Amen. To reach people for the kingdom mm -hmm. of God. That's our sole purpose. Mm -hmm. To reach in the lost. To making disciples. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
and uh, we're grateful. Uh, any other comments? Sister Kane, are you there? studies. Amen. We're starting on Wednesday morning of the Book of Acts. Amen. That's where we're starting. Uh, we pray for the Western family and the loss of their loved one and anyone else who has uh, death in their family. We lift them up. Uh, uh, all minds are clear. Chaplain Daniels, you've done a phenomenal job. We're going to turn it back over to you that you can dismiss us and close us out. Amen, amen. Just want to make sure that Sister Joyce is doing better too. We'll keep her in our prayers, her health, and, and Sister Christine as well. Um, and then I will... Uh, close us out in prayer and then go to our song and close out on our um, our sharing, our streaming, okay? So, for all hearts and minds, most gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this platform and for allowing us to just deliver your message. Father, I thank you for allowing each one of us to be obedient and humble, Father, each and every day. And as we wake up each and every day, that you will continue to place in our hearts to place in our hearts your 